Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Authentic Filters, where topics are real, relevant, and the call to action is needed. Moral beliefs are being tested every day, so if we want to see change, let's stand united and demand that change happens. My name is Lisa. And my name is Anthony. Let's Let's get get into it. it. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Authentic Filters Season 3. Woo! <laughs> oh, my goodness, Anthony. I can't believe we're already on Season 3. I mean, it just... These seasons have been going by so quickly. But I also want to say, you know, we took a nice little long break. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely needed. Because 24... 24- when you think about some of these other podcasts that just this they don't even take breaks for some of them they're at episode like 200 or 300 something we're on episode 24 but the content that we put out has been really i think meaningful and valuable because of its its relevancy Mm -hmm. in terms of when we were talking about it yeah i would have to definitely shadow that and definitely with us you know we do have other responsibilities you know you're a real estate agent and I work for one of the largest um, law firms in Kansas City, and we're just, we're busy. We have other responsibilities, but at the same token, you know, Anthony, this podcast is very important to us, and we want to make sure that we're not only just putting out good content. You know, we want to make sure that it's relevant. It's something that people can use. They can actually, you know, there's some takeaways. We're not just on this this mic just talking just to be talking. We're really talking about real life experiences that's going on maybe with us personally or just what's going on out in the world. And it's all about just knowledge sharing, transferring that knowledge to others and just really just using our platform for the good. Right. And definitely getting the conversation started. And with mm-hmm. that said, we want to thank you guys so much for downloading our podcast <laughs> and getting our reviews up. Our reviews have increased a lot on Apple Podcasts, so that's really great. We hope you guys continue to share it with your family and friends. And definitely leave us more written reviews. Mm-hmm. We love the five-star reviews, but if you can start leaving us more written reviews, wherever you listen to our podcast, that would be great. And that helps to organically get these episodes out to more and more people. It does. And you know, we are actually big in Washington, D.C. <laughs> yeah, and Seattle, which is, yeah. it's, it's kind of weird on how that happens. But I mean, yeah. Hey, it works for us. Right. We got yeah, we got no complaints. Right. We also wanted to wish you guys. Hope you all had a happy holiday season. Yeah. Even though we're already in February now, Um, but happy New Year. (laughs) That is so true because when we went off, we went off off air. What? Two weeks before Christmas, or maybe it was a week before Christmas. Yeah, I thought it was like the first week of December was our last episode, but maybe it was the second week. I think it was the second week, and then, you know, yeah, and we had maybe a two-week break before Christmas. So, y'all, you know, once again, hopefully, hopefully you guys had a nice holiday, a happy new year. We're still in the, the beginning of the new year. Mm-hmm. Hopefully you guys set some resolutions and you're sticking to it. I know sometimes that's hard to do. <laughs> but it's all about positive vibes. Throw the, the positive vibes out there in the, in the universe and it'll come back to you. That's true. 
So for the first half of this episode one for season three, we're going to just kind of talk about a few different things that we wanted to recap and then maybe a couple other things that you wanted to, mm-hmm. to acknowledge and, and, and mention as well. Mm-hmm. I think it's because we, we kind of been off the, the air, the airways for a while. So there's been a lot that's been going on and we just wanted to take this moment to really acknowledge those matters and those issues. First and foremost... We want to send out our condolences to actress Regina King for the loss of her son, Ian Alexander Jr. And to the family of Miss Former USA, Chelsea Chris. We recently lost those two um, due to suicide. You know, no one knows, you know, why people decide to take their lives and, and leave this this earth early it gets to a point to where you know you you might not want to sit and question the whys um because you you don't know what that person was going through Mm -hmm. it it could have been just something that happened tragically in their lives we just we'll never know the answers to that i pray that they're at peace and that their family can you know grieve and and hopefully kind of just see the light at the end of the tunnel and know that they will actually see their loved ones again one day. Agreed, definitely agreed. You know those are hard those are hard things to think about, but hopefully if they haven't reached closure, hopefully they're getting near to that. Yeah, I'm sure they have. You know a pretty good support system. I mean, I was just kind of watching all the the posts on social media. Um, you know, definitely to uh, Regina King and then. Um, the family of um, Chelsea, um, a lot of folks been, you know, leaving just amazing um, posts out there, um, expressing their condolences and things like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to try to understand it. But at the same token, it's just um, we, we'll never understand it. So on another note, we're going to kind of switch gears and talk about Rihanna. Rihanna's pregnant, mm-hmm. you know. I am a huge Rihanna fan. And, you know, I think people have been hounding her about putting up new music. Heck, I'm still rocking to her old music, so I'm good. Yeah, good. I, I mean, I still rock to her old music. Uh, I'm a huge Fenty uh, Savage, um, you know, fan. I love her her makeup line. I love her clothes. I actually watch um, her episodes on Prime Video. Because it's, like, it's like she has... Um, with her Fenty brand, she does like these, I guess you can kind of say documentaries. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's just amazing. It's, it's about the models. It's about showcasing the art and the, the clothing. And I just love it. And then you'll see uh, you know, clips of her kind of in the show. It's kind of like a show. Think of it as a, a visual show of her, her artistry. But yeah, I'm so happy for her and ASAP. I'm a huge ASAP fan as well. They make the cutest couple, and she's pregnant. I'm just so just so happy for her. So congrats to Rihanna. Yes, definitely congratulations. Yeah. And then I also want to talk about you know there was the the Janet Jackson documentary that came out, and that was amazing. One thing about Janet Jackson is she's always been just very quiet. You know, she's private. This documentary, when they started advertising it, I mean, I literally set this in my calendar like it was a two-day documentary. I said, there ain't no way I'm missing this documentary. Well, I missed it. I did not see it. So. <laughs> yeah, we actually recorded it. So, oh, okay. check the yeah, library. Yeah, check it out. Yeah, but it was actually really good and it just kind of brought you into her world. And it was amazing because she actually had... 
film crew basically filming her for the past five years. Oh, really? Yeah. And so they were just... That's a long just, time. That's a long time, but the footage that they got, and then just the footage of when she was a child, just the video footage, just she they kept it. And oh, her yeah. tours, of course, you know, all that. And there was a lot of things that I just didn't know about Janet Jackson. But I was just, it was kind of like, thank you for putting that out there. Yeah, because her fans, I'm sure, really appreciated that. They really, but here's the thing. She's still private because one thing that she didn't do that I respect her so much for is she did not show her son. Yeah, that's that's and nice. that was just like, it's like you saw her holding him, but you saw his little legs and his little arms, right. and that was it. Throughout the, the two the two nights that she did her documentary, that was all, that's all you got. And that was all she showed. Mm-hmm. And I love it. Because it's like, I like that, sus- that suspense. It's like, just kind of like the not knowing, only knowing a little bit. Right. And I, I thought it was well done. The documentary was very, very well done. But I also want to say this. Jenna Jackson has always been like my one of my top entertainers. And I say that is because when I was a kid growing up, and here's the thing, she's not even that much older than me. But it's weird even saying that. <laughs> but growing up, you know, when Jenna Jackson would drop an album, oh my goodness. We would lose our minds because we're like, okay, she about to have the baddest videos. Okay, let me see. I can try to pick up on these videos. And, and the it was, choreo. yeah, the choreography was just insane because the dance steps would be so intricate. It would be hard to memorize it. I would have to slow down, rewind, pause, play, pause. <laughs> I could not get those dance moves for nothing. I kid you not. And I think, I, I love the fact that when she would come out, she would have the baddest songs, the baddest videos, the baddest choreography, and then she would do the tours, like the Velvet Rope tour. Uh, yeah, that I, was I, one of the best that is That is the best tour I've ever seen in my whole existence. You understand how much I love them songs, and the dancing is ridiculous. Yeah, the and then the Out For You tour was ridiculous, too. Even yeah. when she came here to Kansas City, I was at that concert. (laughs) I had some bad seats. I didn't care. But I had my binoculars on and I still was able to see her. Oh my God. Because they kept saying, that is going to be the last tour she ever do. And I had to go, but I had some horrible seats. Let me tell you something. That was a sold out concert. People was out in the parking lot holding a billboard saying, well, buy your ticket for $1,000. You ain't buying these tickets, sucker. (laughs) Nuh-uh. This is her last concert. And she's very private. And I don't know when I'll ever see her again. Nah, I I enjoyed that concert. But but as I was saying, I've always been a huge Jenna Jackson fan. And for her to do this documentary, oh. I love her even more. She's just um, she's just amazing to me. She is just such a sweet person, a kind heart. And you you know what? Just watch just watch the documentary. Mm-hmm. Just watch oh, yeah, it. Yeah, I definitely want to check yeah, it out. Yeah, it was good. All right. So what else has been going on in the world? Oh, so let's talk about this. Um, there's a black doctor. Her name is Malik Mitchell Stewart. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but she's about to sue Chase Bank. JP uh, Chase Bank because she uh, she's a doctor and I think she just finished her residency. She got her first big check. Hey, you know she's a black woman making sixteen thousand, sixteen big ones. 
She got oh, that big nice. old check. She went to to Chase Bank to open up her account mm-hmm. and deposit her big check. And them suckers was like, oh, no, we're not depositing this. This check is fraudulent. Was asking her for all kind of ID, identification, everything. She showed them everything. And they kept saying, nope, we're not going to open you an account because this check is fraudulent. It's and like, how did they even determine it was fraudulent? That's the thing. They, they had no proof. They had nothing. They had nothing. What I don't understand is that the tellers at this bank or the loan officers at this bank, they keep, it's like, what proof did you have that that was a fraudulent check? And even if you were suspicious, it would have been so easy for someone to say, well, you know, hold on while we verify, you know, this, this check, because it is a large amount. They could easily went to the back and called the drawing bank on the check. Just to say, hey, you know, we have Dr. Malik uh, Mitchell Stewart here Mm -hmm. trying to deposit check number, blah, 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 for $16,000. Will this check go through? They would have been like, hold on. Oh, yeah, that's that's a legitimate check. Because I'm sure that particular bank, as large as that bank is, or any bank or any organization, when you are issuing a large volume of checks, you, there's a positive pay file that you actually send the bank. You upload it to the bank portal so the bank will know, here's all the list of checks that you cut internally mm-hmm. and it's okay to pay those checks. It's as simple as that. You could easily call the the, the uh, drawing bank and they would have told you that the check was legit. That's what I would think. Yeah, but here's the thing. Obviously, you didn't do that. Right. Because now she's suing. And I hope she get big money. Because now you humiliated her. You didn't open her account. <laughs> so now she got to go to another bank, right. open the account. And here's the thing. Most banks, even when it's a large amount, they'll say, oh, well, this is a large amount. We have to place it on hold for maybe three or four or five days. Exactly. We've had situations like that with our remodel business. Yeah. We've gotten big checks to where we it, it, we deposit it and they go, okay, well, the funds won't be available until maybe three or five days. Right. You see what I'm saying? So they could have easily told her that, but yet you sit there and you say this check is fraudulent, but you have nothing to go on yeah, to no even su- to support that. It sounds like somebody probably is going to lose a job. Uh, hopefully several people to tell you the <laughs> truth. So uh, I, I wish Miss um, Dr. Malik... Malika oh, Mitchell she, she, Stewart. She, she I wish makes, her the best. She making big bank. She making oh, she about to make more money now. Yeah. <laughs> All right. When we come back for the second half of episode one, we're gonna talk about the PPP and EIDL fraud that's continuing to take place. <laughs> this is called the reboot reload. <laughs> we ain't done with them. <laughs> This is Ralphie, a silky terrier from Kansas City who loves meeting new people and exploring different places. You could say he's the adventurous type, which is why Thirsty Paws was created. His human wanted to provide him with extra support to fight off the toxins and stress he encounters every day. Although, Thirsty Paws is not just for dogs like Ralphie, but for pups everywhere. Whether sniffing through the world or roaming around our homes, Ralphie and his furry friends combat any number of issues that can harm their bodies on a daily basis. So what are you waiting for? Thirsty Paws is so easy to serve. Simply sprinkle on top of wet or dry kibble or mix with fresh water. Let's keep our furry friends active with Thirsty Paws, a yummy treat dogs are sure to lap over. Be sure to pick some up at Amazon or visit thirstypaws.com.
for the second half of Authentic Filters. The second portion, we're gonna talk about the PPPNEIDL fraud. This is the fraud edition. You know, kind of throughout season one and of course season two, we talked heavily about the SBA and just the mess that they were in mm -hmm. and how they just wasn't being consistent with how the funds, the government funds, was supposed to be divvied out amongst the small businesses how a lot of small businesses actually went out of business because they did not get the funding that they need. We also shared with you all the debacle that we had to go through on getting funding for our re our small business two-lane concepts. And we finally got funding on that. However, we also mentioned in season two that we were still trying to pursue additional funding because there was still around $30 billion in a pot and they said that, you know, if you were, if your small business is still suffering from the pandemic, you know, apply for the PPP loan. And, and that's exactly what we did. And we still have yet to get anything. But I want to pivot and I want to talk about the fraud. Huh, the fraud. When I say it's real, it is real, folks. So for those of you that defrauded the government, you best believe they are coming after you. I've been reading article after article after article, and a lot of these attorney generals within each state, I mean, literally, you got like all kind of states getting on the bandwagon because now they are starting to go through those applications and they're starting to see so much fraud. I mean, they are just kind of just mind blown by how did this application even get, get through? through? How did it even get through? Because... One, the red flag, the first red flag out of many red flags should have been, there should have been a, a verification check on the the tax ID number. Mm -hmm. You have to check the tax ID number with the IRS just to see if it is a real legitimate business, even if the business exists. Yeah. If you have a business, that means that you have a tax ID number, a EIN number for your business. We have one for our business, <laughs> and if anyone that's submitting an application and, and you have to put that on there, you should either put that on there. And here's the thing. I don't think, I think if you have like a business and maybe it's an LLC or maybe, um, chances are you're going to need a, need that tax ID number. Right, for tax purposes. For, for tax purposes. Right. And, but here's the thing. There are some people that I think that do use maybe their social security number. Mm -hmm as their tax ID. But regardless though, some number should have been provided on that application that ties back to the IRS for the IRS to say, yes, this person really does have this business or this business or that business. Mm -hmm. So it seems like to me that these attorney generals are kind of like, wow, this is going to be easy because they're going through these applications and they're doing that 10 check, that, that tax ID check just to see if the business is legit. Then they're going through a whole slew of other items. You're checking to see, okay, this person said they had a million uh, employees. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God, we can't even make this stuff. We can't, we can't make that up. Like, and at some point, with, uh, with a statement like that, I, I look at the IRS and I look at them sideways. And I say, a million employees and you didn't find this suspicious? Amazon and a Walmart combined. Right. Literally. A million employees. <laughs> other than Amazon and Walmart. Wait a minute. Amazon don't even have a million employees. I don't even think that they, no, no. They, do. they don't even have a I, I 
don't think any organization has a million employees. Literally. I mean, they may have a couple hundred thousand, but I can't think of any big business that literally well, has a million. Might, but I don't know. Huh? Amazon would be, if they don't, then they would be very close to it, I would They probably would be very close to it, but here's the thing. I don't think any organization in the world has a million employees, but literally these idiots were putting a hundred, a million, a couple thousand employees. Then when the attorney general would, would do more investigating, they're like, they ain't even got employees. No, don't have employees. <laughs> and you, it's like, did somebody actually look at this application? Because uh, they, they're clearly looking at ours. Oh, here's the thing. No, I, I'm going to go with no. They probably saw, right. oh, okay, they did a quick scan through. Mm, yeah, they want a 1.5 million. Mm, yep, approve. Push that one through. But they get ours, and we are going through the hassles. And here's the thing. They know we are legit, and we cannot get the additional funding that we need. So let's get back on this fraud. Oh, for those of you that don't know, um, there is a list out on the portal. Um, I think it's through pagepat.com, or you can just Google it. It's the list of all the people they have caught so far. Hmm. And it's embarrassing because it actually has your name. It has how much they gave you, how much of the, the PPP EID loan you was given, what you're being charged for, and then whether or not you are pleading guilty or not guilty. Mm -hmm. And there are several people that have pleaded guilty, or even if they pleaded not guilty and they was found guilty, it looks as though their sentencing is ranging between 18 months up to 51 months. That's what I'm seeing so far. But self for this one lady that I thought was interesting, her name was Cindy Denton, I think. And she is only getting six months in prison, but she's getting 12 months of home confinement. So I don't know what her situation is, but at the same token... <laughs> Ooh, 12 months of home confinement? 12 that months of home confinement. So she I guess I'd rather be at home than in a prison cell. Well, yeah, because I wouldn't want to be in Rikers. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know where these well, people are serving their right. time at, but here's the thing. Chances are you're probably in prison with some murderers, some killers, oh, drug yeah. dealers, a little know. bit of everybody. So I wouldn't want to be in prison. So if I only got six months of prison time and 12 months of confinement, oh yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She must have a good attorney. Some of them I'm sure have a good attorney to, to try to work with them and, and get them lesser sentences. Yeah, but it's, it's not consistent across the board. Because here's, here's the thing. A lot of them, from what I'm reading, I mean, they got literally either half a meal to in the millions. And I'm not seeing consistency of, okay, so if you are being charged on wire fraud, uh, money laundering, and you got this amount of money, Here's the amount of time you should get. I mean, it should be as simple as that. And that should be from state to state. But for some of these folks, I mean, they're, they're sent like this one lady. She is, um, I read her article. She's in Texas. She has a hair extension business. Mm -hmm. <laughs> she lied and she got a lot of PPP money. She got like in the millions, like one thing, 1. 1.4, 1.5 million. They end up catching her. And she's from Nigeria. They're like, oh, she's facing up to 30 years to life. I mean, it's serious, but is it that serious? That's what I'm saying. But once again... It's serious, it's, but it just, is it like really that serious to give someone 30 years to life? 
But here's the thing. If before I think I was saying, you know, yeah, you need to get caught. Yeah, you need to get 30 years uh, because you defrauded the government. And I think I was mad because a lot of small businesses went out of business. But when you really kind of think about it, that is a harsh sentencing. Mm -hmm. And then it's not consistent with what I'm seeing. As we know, the law is not consistent. The law is not consistent at all. But at the same token, I'm so kind of taken back at the fact that as I read these cases... And a lot of times they're showing the picture of the of the person that stole the money, and why are they minorities? Hmm. It is. I mean, it's a crying shame on how black folks what thought they was gonna be slick and push through all these applications with the hope of if I push through a hundred, one gotta get approved. And here's the thing. They're right. Maybe that one or two did get approved. But, and, I mean, the... But it's not worth it's it. It's not worth it because uh, you will get caught. You like, will get caught. That's the thing. It's like you thought you thought you was getting away with something. And here's the thing. You did for the interim. Yeah, you, you living your best life. Yeah, you got millions of dollars. But now you got to watch your back. And how does that feel? And how does that feel? Because the government... I mean, these are, these are, these district attorneys... Said, oh, we're go- we're coming through every application. That's fraud. That's they that's said fraud. every application. They said we don't care if you we give you twenty thousand, you can do some time for just twenty thousand. And it doesn't help when you're not thinking. Yeah, you're not thinking when you're pushing through a hundred applications anyway. But it's help- it doesn't help when you say you want to post something next to your Lambo for a for a picture. It, it's, it's like what is it, what are you doing? What are you doing? It, it's what is like what are you doing because people know oh you this sucker don't even have a job. So how how'd you go out and get a whole new Lambo and you got all this jewelry. That's what irritates me sometimes about black folks is that Some they gotta sit and floss. Why do you feel the need to floss? If you gonna steal money, stay on the low low. Go drive you a bucket Go get you some clothes at the thrift store and spend mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't spend that money the way you spend in the money. But here's the thing. I don't condone it. No. I don't condone uh, stealing. I don't condone defrauding the government. That is just wrong. I've been saying in episode one and in, in season one, season two, now season three. I stand firm uh, on that. What you all are doing is wrong. What you did is wrong. And so... If I was you, honestly, I would turn myself in. Yeah, that's my question. We're all about giving solutions. Even the people that make bad decisions. So what would you recommend somebody that's got PPP money, EIDL money, Mm -hmm. that shouldn't have that money, Mm -hmm. hopefully has not spent that money or at least a good portion of it. Please. What what would you recommend that they do at this point? Here's the thing. I would say turn, I would turn myself in because just in here reading these articles, these district attorneys, it's like one get on board. Here's another one getting on board. They're getting on board all over the world. And they're not playing because now they see, oh, this is easy to go through these applications. Mm-hmm. And this is easy to fr- find this fraud. They're like, it, it's so mind-boggling. The one the one district attorney uh, guy that I sent you over, I said, this guy is like, this is like kind of like Christmas. Because he's going through these applications and he's like, I don't know how this one got through. How this one got through. The things that people were putting on the applications was just, just by him reading it, it was just so many red flags and so many alarms going off. And yet these people got funded. So not only do I, you know, you got to do the crime, do the time time for the people that (laughs) did it, but 
once again, I'm looking sideways at the SBA saying, yep. how did you allow this to happen? Ms. Guzman, how did you allow this to happen? How she even have a the job? The senior executives, how did yep. you allow this to happen? Yep. And they like, still got what jobs. Was your, what were your training processes? Mm-hmm. Because like we said in season one, like we said in season two, whenever we called your customer service number, we got four or five different answers mm-hmm. to the same question. Smoking mirrors. They were just blowing smoke. Cause we wasn't getting anywhere. It, it was a it was a crying shame. I mean, it was times where I felt like I wanted to cry. It, you know how when you when somebody makes you so mad, you want to cry, scream at them. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt because these suckers was just incompetent they just and were. they didn't know if they was worthless. They what? I mean, they just was not pushing the right applications through. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. There were applications to where that should have been pushed through, got pushed through, and got the funding. Right. But there were. So many small businesses that got nothing. Especially in, yes. when you have 90, what is it, 90 billion? Oh, 90 billion in fraud. So as of how today. many applications is that that were that got pushed through that yep. shouldn't have got pushed through to equate to 90 billion dollars? Let me say it one more time. 90 billion. Go out to bizjournal.com. It's ridiculous. And no. you suckers still got jobs. Miss Guzman still got her job. These executives still got their job. These people in these high positions still got their job. And what they're doing, they're still leading. They're still, and, and here's the thing. When I say before, and I say it again, if you don't know what you're doing, step to the side and let somebody else do I mean, it. that knows what they're doing. That knows what they're doing. Because these, to, these people don't know what they're doing. That knows how to implement something like this on a mass scale for applicants to come in and fill out and that you already have the checklist in place on what they need to approve what they need to look for it should have been algorithms put into the system to where that system would have been like oh you like this is probably would have blew up (laughs) 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 alarms going off and everything reject the the, let me tell you something all this fraud if they would have had the right system and the right process to put in place those computers would have been smoking. Those computers probably would have just start talking like you. <laughs> I know. It's crazy. And just to update, I've checked our portal again. And this is just... It's it just, it just, just, is, it just I was actually kind of laughing. Because it's just like... Yeah. You just got to laugh at it. You it's have to laugh asking, not to go crazy. It's now again on like the documents that they are requiring from us. Mm-hmm. Why is it once again... Once again, asking for the 45060. We're done. We're done. When I say we're done, we're done. You know what? You take that money, you stick it where the right. sun Cause, don't shine because I'm over it. Right. Because on the flip side, our business is getting going again and we're about to start. Bam. Getting Bam. Going again. God is good God all is the good. time, baby. God we, got our back. You don't want to give us that money? Oh, okay. And God's uh, probably yeah, like, okay. okay, okay. God, you know, to a certain point, God's probably sitting up there. On the throne, like I'm, I'm about tired of these suckers here. I'm <laughs> joking. And so we're hoping, I'm hoping that a lot of the businesses that didn't get funding that yeah. deserve the funding were able to find some type of alternative to get them going again. That, but that part bothers me. That does bother me. Because that. here's the thing: that that other alternative, they have to pay back. Right. When this money, it clearly said, okay, you apply for this, we give you this, and then you ask for forgiveness. And then you don't have to pay it back because when we when we finally got the EIDL loan and all that information's out there too, if you guys want to know about it, mm-hmm. oh who got what, how much they got. Well, we got the PPP. 
That's right. We yo, we didn't get the EIDL loan because yeah. we was trying to get that, and right. then we had to cross over to the PPP. Which we've got. We forgiven. finally got that, and we got that forgiven. Right. So. Okay. Wipe our hands of that. Wipe our hands of that. They they got that right, but that was in part of the Biden administration. That sure was. But at the same token, that second part to the additional funding, remember the two spinoff programs where they kept tweaking and tweaking and tweaking it, and they only trying to have this money, this 30-something billion for the people that live in, basically in, in low-income low, areas. Low areas. How much of that money did you give out? Probably a whole lot of nothing because last I had checked, you had only gave out like 1.5. Right. You had 28.5 billion left in the pot. When we sit and we talk about it, it's it's so exhausting and draining. And it's just, you you sit there and you start to just think, where did I go wrong or where am I doing wrong? You start to just doubt yourself and question yourself. They're like, no, I'm not doing that no more because we good over here. Right. And we didn't do anything wrong. We didn't do anything wrong. We did everything by the book like we always do. And yet, you still keep asking for these same stupid forms that we done gave you four and five times. You know why? Because you don't have no intent on giving us any any money. And you know what? Keep the money. Yeah. Keep the money. That, that is matter of fact, okay. keep the money and keep doing what you're doing. Get it out to Frosters. Yeah, you're because already at 90 billion. 90 billion. Maybe you'll make it to 100 billion by <laughs> before the end of the year. Maybe. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll make it to 100 billion by the end of the year. Isn't that a shame? Here's the thing. When they're catching these folks, they're able to recoup some money, but it ain't like, I mean, it ain't it's what not the it, same. It's, it's not the same. It's not like what they gave the right. person. Because if, if the person spends it on Lambos, those things have already depreciated. Yeah, but they somehow got to somewhat liquidate it, maybe through an auction. I don't know. Right. But they're not going to get top dollar for it. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You got to go through all this. Trying to find all the assets from this person this in order to liquidate it to try to recoup, hopefully, close to what was taken mm-hmm. from the government. And that in itself is work. That in itself is work. But, you know, we'll just keep, I think we'll just kind of keep it on our radar. But I don't, I'm not even going to put no energy towards it. Anymore. Well, you know what? I, I'm done. Now that you done said that they asking for that same. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they, they <laughs> for okay. Wait a minute. Now that they, they asking for the same form we done sent them about four or five times, I'm done. It's a wrap. Like Anthony said, we about to get back on to rehabbing homes. You're not stopping nothing. God is good. The pandemic is coming close to an end. Everybody's getting vaccinated. We are vaccinated and boosted. Y'all not stopping nothing. It's as simple as that. But I I, want to say this before we close out. For those of you that stole money and that is stealing, I'm telling you right now. You better be trying to get in touch with the government to, to, to give that money back. Right. You need to come clean. You need to do something. Because I'm telling you, these these district attorneys are coming after people. And, and I mean, it was crazy because just reading it, reading the articles, it's as if they having a field day. Like, oh, yeah, they're enjoying it. They're like, enjoying it because it's so do. easy. This is what they do. This is what they do. And they're like, they're going through each and every last one of those applications. And they're like, it's just like everyone they keep touching is like, what? How did this one even get passed through? I would be so nervous. I would I, be real I'm nervous. I'm telling you something. I would be nervous as I don't know what if I stole from the government. You need to be fearful. Literally. Yeah, it's best to be honest and let them know what you've done. You might even want to, if you've got the funds, hire an attorney. Because you're going to need some assistance. <laughs> you're going to need something. Because here's the thing. Now you done pretty much messed up your whole life. 
because that's gonna be on your record. Yeah, that's that's just. It's, it's not hard. at the end of the day. Is this? It's not worth it. It's not. But I mean, if you if you have the money, you can turn it back in. That might help you out. That uh, might help you out. That might help you out. But like you said, we're moving on, and bigger I doubt. And yeah, I, bigger and better things. I I done got it off my chest. I'm over the SBA. Let's close it out. And we're closing, we're closing it, out. it out. It's a wrap. <laughs> we're gonna put put that in the archive. Right. <laughs> All right, you guys, thank you so much for listening to episode one of season three of Authentic Filters. Again, if you enjoyed what you listened to today, please be sure to hit that like and subscribe at Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And definitely, again, leave us a five-star review and leave us a written comment. That will definitely get the episodes out to more and more people. We're excited for the things that we're going to be chatting about on this season. Again, it will be a 12-episode season. We'll try to hit on a couple topics on each episode. Thank you so much. And until next time, peace. Peace. Thank you.